This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 229. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 229 we do a very quick bonus review of a brand new horror title. This is a non-spoiler only review of The Colour Out of Space. Now this is the brand new Richard Stanley movie produced by Spectavision based on Lovecraft starring Nick Cage. Four things that when they come together like Voltron become an unstoppable juggernaut of awesome and I'm kind of giving away my idea just a little bit early at the start. Now because the movie only got a very limited run it played in a handful of theatres up and down the UK and because it gets a formal Blu-ray release proper next month I've opted to do non-spoiler for this one in general. I will be doing a full review of this movie later on in the year. I've got in the pipeline an idea for a kind of Lovecraft month and this movie will certainly feature as part of that. So if you're interested in Lovecraft, you enjoy Lovecraft movie reviews, later on in the year, T-Putts will have your back. But on this episode, we're just looking non-spoiler at the colour of space. So you're going to get that review after the first break. I'm going to catch up with what is happening under the stairs. Tons of things, so much shit happened. As this episode has dropped, I have programmed it to go out automatically because I won't be near a computer for a day and a bit. I'm at Glasgow Fright Fest as this episode drops, being wowed by awesome horror content. So this is your third and second last episode of the week. You have one more episode coming tomorrow. It's our Arrow video assortment. We are looking at The Incredible Shrinking Man. And that's you done for this week. On the Teapots Network, we swung out a little brand new episode of a brand new show to our network called Where To Begin With. The first episode is an introduction to the season, tells you how you can get involved because it is more about, it's kind of like movie club actually, it's more about kind of movies being recommended and the listeners going off and checking them out and then coming back and telling me if you agree or disagree with the review that I've given it. So it will be a ton of fun. The only way you can listen to that though is by going across to the Teapots Collective and subscribing to that feed, Teapots Collective, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Right. Ooh, that's us all caught up, nice and quick at the start, and to be honest, this review is going to be like 10 minutes long, because it's all overview, non-spoiler, for the colour out of space, his trailer's coming right up, and I'll be here to discuss it, right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new podcast cure-all, sure to get you right with the world, and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. 
So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts... Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult physician before listening. Look at this. All those years in the big city, we finally got out. We're living the dream. Maybe it is a dream. Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. Looks like a meteorite. You mean it's radioactive? I mean, it's from space, right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks. How can something that big just disappear? Did you plant those? No. Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh, God. What are you doing? Shh. It's talking to me. Who's talking to you? A man in the well. It's in the static, it's in the moisture. It's in here, it's out there. And what's out there is in here now. Everything's under control. Why are you so in denial? That thing from the meteorite changes everything around it. So you just heard the trailer for The Colour Out of Space got a release proper in the UK just last week, the 28th of February. A very limited run. Um, I had to travel a bit to go and see it and to be honest with you, I don't think it's playing longer than a week in cinemas and the cinemas that appears to be playing in are mostly independent. So do not fear though, um, as of April, you get a Blu-ray release of it, a rather Incredible Blu-ray release if you're buying it from HMV, who are putting out a special edition with posters and fuck knows what else with it. So yeah, you can go away, purchase the movie, uh, support film, and if you've not had a chance to see it, you can check it out there. Do not worry though, this is a non-spoiler review, so I ain't giving away too much in any detail which the trailer hasn't kind of done already. So this is based on the short story by H.P. Lovecraft, but the kind of screenplay itself was adapted by Scarlett Animus and Richard Stanley. Richard Stanley is directing this one. First movie in almost 30 years. He kind of famously 
did a uh, Hardwire and he did a uh, Dust Devil and he was going to do the Island of Dr. Moreau and there's a huge kerfuffle that happened behind the scenes on that one. Uh, check out the Lost Souls documentary. It's an incredibly weird, infamous Hollywood tale which covers in detail um, the kind of trials and tribulations that led to Richard Stanley basically turning his back on cinema. And what is so strange about it is Richard Stanley was going to be huge. Um, the Island of Dr. Moreau had a fucking huge budget, so he was going to be huge, and he kind of turned his back on it. And he's been wooed back to making movies by the folks at Spectavision, who, like, let's just be honest, I kind of love Spectavision. Um, I saw Daniel Isn't Real earlier on this year, thought it was fucking great. They obviously have their biggest hit being Mandy at the moment. Mandy's like an absolute fucking juggernaut. And I would imagine that's how Nick Cage got involved with this project through the Spectavision guys, probably recommended for the role. Nick Cage is joined in this movie by Julie Richardson, Madeline Arthur, Elliot Knight, Tommy Chong, Brendan Meyer, Julian Hillard, Josie Waller, and that, to be honest, is probably about as far as we want to go with them. Synopsis is... A secluded farm is struck by a strange meteorite which has apocalyptic consequences for the family living there and possibly the world. I really dug this movie. I thought it's not as good as Mandy, but it's like comparing apples and oranges. Totally different sort of movie. And I know a lot of people have been like, is this the next Mandy? Don't go in thinking that. Uh, Panos Cosmatos has a completely different way of telling horror than Richard Stanley does. And this one is opting more for the kind of weird sort of... That's how you describe... I, I heard recently a description of Lovecraft on the BBC. Uh, well, Lovecraft horror being kind of cosmic horror. And I think that's a great term, but I don't think it really does justice. Um, but then after kind of the opening night of Fright Fest and Scene Synchronic, which you're going to get a review of on Monday, um, I think cosmic horror probably is the best term for it. Um, what this movie does really really well is it kind of bulks the front half with a family that well a family dynamic that you get to spend time in and, and breathe with and you get realised characters who you actually sympathise with now I know some people that I've seen this movie might disagree with that but I kind of wanted good things to happen to the Cage family in this I, re I really did and it expands it a bit further, lets you know they're, they're living a hectic, albeit sort of secluded lifestyle, you know, relocating from the big city, uh, this concept of becoming your parents or, or, or becoming the thing that you didn't think you would be through responsibility, and you get time to breathe within that part of the story, and then the rest of the movie is basically, for lack of a better word, a fucking cosmic horror spaff load to the face. The cinematography is incredible in this movie. The score is incredible in this movie. The special effects for the most part are incredible in this movie. There are hints and nods to movies like The Thing and From Beyond. Once again, two Lovecraftian horror movies, so that should make no one surprised at all. But the use of sound design and colour specifically are what I think elevates this movie. It has a specific visual eye. 
it's interesting that they went for the kind of the, the kind of purples and pinks in this movie because when you think of movies like um, From Beyond, which is a movie I would certainly compare this to, um, you get those purples and pinks as well, that kind of neon glow that kind of kind of washes over it. So you have all that aspect working as well. Now the danger is that a lot of people are going to jump into this one for pure cage rage freakout. And there are some brilliant cage freak, you know, cage rage freakouts in this movie, but it doesn't really rely on it. It's not as over the top as Mandy. And to be honest, they do a bit of groundwork at the start here to give you context as to why this character could be a bit disconnected and a little bit out there. Weirdly's performance is like a less violent version of the role he played in Mum and Dad. If you check that movie out from the director of Crank, it's it's kind of in that realm. But there are some kind of softer, more tender moments in here. And some moments as well, which to me had real emotional clout behind it, which is something I was not expecting when I sat and watched it. It is just under, like a shade under two hours long, clocks in about an hour and 50 minutes. And I personally didn't feel like it felt like that at all. The guy that I was with, my buddy Dave, he felt that it felt every second of that. He was not a big fan of this movie, uh, hated Mandy as well, so that, once again, apples and oranges, but I can kind of see, those sort of bold use of colour, use of score, Nick Cage, you know, I can see the comparisons, I just don't think they're necessarily apt, so, I, I felt this movie flew in, and I can't wait to get the Blu-ray, sit down and go back through it again, to see, if it still, kind of flies in for me, there's something about the world that dragged me into, and what I really enjoyed about it is, in a lot of respects it reminded me, probably unfairly, but at the same time, kind of knowingly with a, a wry smile on my face. This is like the horror version of, there was a movie in the early 2000s called Evolution that starred David Duchovny, and it was like a sci-fi comedy thing. It was ludicrous. Not a very good movie. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but not a great movie. And I'm now starting to wonder if Evolution was based on this Lovecraft story because it's basically the same story. Um, and as you spiral out further and, you know, from this impact zone to check out the, the, the surrounding areas, you start to see that what feels isolated is spread, uh, kind of spreading out. Very much meteor shit. Um, if you have ever seen Creepshow, you will get that reference because there's kind of elements of that in there as well, which once again makes me wonder if maybe Stephen King was influenced by, you know, the colour out of space as well. I think the movie holds together much better than it should. It is delivered much better than it should be. But to me, the, the, the kind of big selling point for this one is specifically the direction. This shows that in 30 years, Richard Stanley has somehow levelled up. His eye... His um, his temperament for what he's shown you on the screen is incredibly measured and excellently delivered. I thought the movie just overall was great. I don't think it's the best thing I've seen this year. I don't think it will be at the very top of my list, but it's certainly top 20 contention for sure, and it is great to see him back. The news we're getting out at the moment is that he may have signed some sort of deal with Spectavision to do another Lovecraft movie. And basically kind of wrap out a, a Lovecraft trilogy. If that is the case, I can't wait to see it. If he wants to put Nick Cage in all of them, please do it. I, I just can't wait to see what happens next for this one. 
When it comes to a grade, I give it a 4 out of 5. I really, really like this one. I imagine in time this will probably go up a little bit more, but 4 out of 5 feels just for this. The Colour of Space will be available on Blu-ray in the UK next month and is already available in the States on Blu-ray. So if you haven't checked it out, please go and check it out and keep your eyes peeled for that full feature review as part of our Lovecraft season later in the year. Right, I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. you've been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been bonus episode 229 a little sneaky non-spoiler review of the color out of space the podcast under the stairs can be checked out on a multitude of different places basically any podcatcher type in podcast under the stairs and make sure you subscribe using that podcatcher so you never lose the chance to find one of our episodes as and when they drop and in most cases you get access to the entire back catalogue there's an app called beaker which is a pod streaming device that actually allows you to go right back through all close to 700 episodes of podcasts under the stairs through the app. It's the only app that I'm aware of that actually allows you to do that. So yeah, that's the one I'm endorsing this week. Check out Beaker. It appears to be quite a fun, quite a cool app. And if it can do it, I don't know why all the other apps can't. You can also check out Teapots Collective by subscribing to all those feeds as well. Like I said at the top of the episode, where to begin with dropped an episode yesterday, the introduction to that one. That is going to be a fun new show running through the whole year, one movie per month, uh, helping you get into a little subgenre called Giallo. You may have heard me mention it once or twice on the show before. Please visit the website, it's teaputscast.com, and you can buy merch like posters and pins, limited availability, to support the show by going to teaputscast.bigcartel.com. You can check us out on Facebook if you want to go to the group page for Podcasts Under the Stairs. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cast. Alternatively, if you only want to check out the Teapots Collective page, that's facebook.com forward slash Cast. You can interact with myself and the Baz and the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at Cast. And also check us out on that Flick Chat app. It's message boards, it's social media, it's the ability to listen to the podcast directly through the app. Our join code is TPUTSCAST and it's a free app available for Android and iOS. It's called FlickChat. Check it out. The podcast under the stairs will return to you tomorrow with our Arrow video assortment episode looking at the incredible shrinking man. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.